c'est vrai. Je suis un ananas. Now, in the uh, towers of uh, Edmonton... I'm not a Tory. I don't speak on both sides. I do not use crack cocaine, nor am I an addict of crack cocaine. Everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Fat, French, and Fabulous. I am, as always, Jessica. And I'm still Janelle, and I am really sad that you guys didn't get to hear Jessica counting us in to this particular <laughs> podcast, because today I learned that Jessica does an excellent Count Chocula impression, <laughs> which she can just add to the resume. That's fantastic. I don't even know what Count Chocula sounds like. Well, congratulations, you're a serial mascot and you didn't even know it. <laughs> I'm going to be a star. <laughs> I'm more talented than I ever thought. <laughs> this, is, this is what your parents dreamed of when you came rocketing out of the womb. Mm. Yeah, yeah. One day One she'll day. impersonate a One chocolatey day. cereal vampire. One day she will stumble into an impression of a cartoon mascot that hasn't been seen on television over a decade. Oh god, you cost so much money to raise. <laughs> <laughs> What an investment. I was not a worthy investment. <laughs> no, not, not. You are the Enron of your family. <laughs> yeah, they all stored it up in, in, in comedy futures, and it's the, the, the moment the, uh, the economy wobbles, I'm, I'm just going down. <laughs> Maybe if we started making jokes that have punchlines that come after 1997, we'll start I doing mean, better. Perhaps. <laughs> Enron was bad. That's mm. this week. That is not this week's topic. This week, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be. I don't know anything about Enron. I, I just, mean, I know, I know they some fucked up. things about Enron. They fucked up real bad. Yeah, mostly that they they did uh, some bad things, mostly having to do with dubious arrangements with their accounting and a competitive environment that encouraged cheating rather than fundamentally good business practices. <laughs> and this has been Econ One Hundred and One. With you Janelle are and Jessica. <laughs> Woo! No, this is uh, Janelle Week. Um, we have those from time to time. Mm, they do happen. Every second. They do happen. They have been um, known to occur. They happen when I am not sobbing under a pile of overdue term papers. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since we've recorded. It's not going to be super visible to you guys because like, we've been putting out some older episodes. But Janelle is busy. As a human being. Yeah. We're kind of like a like crumbling couple that are just keeping it together for the kids. Like, we put up a good front for you people while we're falling apart internally. <laughs> it's um, not that we don't- No. It's not that we don't love you. It's just that we're going through some issues that are just between us. And between- And between Janelle's <laughs> many, many essays. It's, it's- It's- Between me and Columbia University in the, sta- in the city mm-hmm. of New York. Um- <laughs> That's that's who's getting in between this marriage. That's the other woman. <laughs> I knew I knew you loved the city of New York more than you loved me. The whole city. It's nothing to do with the university. It's just the city. <laughs> they just let you come down to the states if you think New York City's neat. Mm. That's grounds for oh, a yeah. visa. It's great. Yeah, I spend most of my time um, <clears throat> reading, studying, or just screaming helplessly into the sky into the face of an indifferent god. Who will not help me? So that's that's the hobby. That's what's that's, that's what's up. That's the graduate school experience. <laughs> it is. So in in keeping with like being a psych graduate student, we're doing another psych topic. Yay! Um, yay! And this is one that would have come out a little while ago, except 
except busy. <laughs> yeah, except recording got awkward, so instead you guys got two weeks in a row of us laughing at handicapped people from several centuries back. Oh, good. So, so good. So good. You are welcome. <laughs> it's because Janelle's just taking the six train up and down Manhattan looking for meaning uh, <laughs> instead of recording. <laughs> they, don't, they don't get really good reception down there. Mm. Yeah, so last time we had a Janelle week, we did uh, Fully Ado, which is a super fucked up form of shared madness. And we talked mm. about the Papaya sisters, who probably had it. Mm. And they are, uh, they have many recipes for butt cheek. <laughs> they have numerous, numerous buttock recipes for your dining pleasure. If you've got spare menstrual blood kicking around, they have got mm. a tasty Thanksgiving recipe for you. <laughs> Disgusting. This is a depraved tasty podcast. Tasty yet tasteless. Mm, yo, that's basically this podcast. Mm. <laughs> a delight to all the senses. Oh. <laughs> Taste it. Taste the podcast. Actually, a delight to, at best, one sense. Place your nose <laughs> on your phone and just inhale. Deeply. <sighs> smells like stale dorm room and failure. <laughs> Mm. Uh, so this week we're back with more fully ado, except this week we're doing less depressing and like probably more weird, except still a little depressing. Yay! There's like there's still it's always depressing yeah. with us. I was like, oh, there's no murder, and no, there was. Then there was some murder, and then there's always just a little bit of murder, just a hint of murder. Murder is just the parsley of this podcast. Just a little mm. garnish on top. Just a, we just put a a sprinkle onto everything, just Sprink to keep murder. things lively. <laughs> I also noticed, like, while I was doing notes for this week, that I have probably said or written the words fully ado more often than 99% of the living population by now. <laughs> that's entirely possible. It's, it's something that's, like, yeah, entered my lexicon now, and just I'm just going to use it, and I'm going to get a lot of blank stares the rest of my life. Yeah. And then I'm going to go cry into a degree I couldn't afford to get, so... Yeah, it's 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 going it's it's to bring down your marriage, it's going to separate you from your kids, and... At, at the end of your life, you'll just be staring at a picture of the Pap ancestors, wondering how it all went wrong. Oh, yeah, I'll just be hallucinating vividly in my nursing home. <laughs> mm. That's kind of one of the things about uh, specialist knowledge. It's because people are like, oh, well, we know so much now, and the internet has just so much knowledge on it. No, we just have a lot of nerds who know very specific things and yeah. continue to not die. <laughs> that's that's how just, most human knowledge is. We just is have, like, a very high population that can support a lot of, like, asthmatic dweebs. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're looking into the internet, people always think, like, oh, the, the internet has so much knowledge on it. And I'm just like, I am consistently hitting the end of the internet. Because the internet is like an ocean that is a thousand miles wide and an inch deep. <laughs> Are you saying you subscribe to flat internet theory? You can fall right off the edge. <laughs> there's no, there's no curve to it, Janelle. <laughs> there's no curve. And now you've definitely woken up your roommate with words you can't explain. <laughs> Piffle, he's still playing Duzex. Never mind, we're good. <laughs> Nerds all around. Yeah, no, there's like, there's always these, like, oh, we've learned about like. 600 new species of ants. I'm like, no, no, we as a human race didn't do this. 12 nerds in a no. fucking chat room know this. Like, <laughs> Three people who I can name off the top of my head probably know this now. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. I'm just gonna go be the world's leading expert in fully ado. Yeah. I'll deal with, like, both of the cases of it that happen per year. It'll be great. Like, if you want to be a world expert, there are really two options. 
Either you can go into a field, work hard every day of your life, and you may not able to Or kill your predecessors. Or you can just pick something, like, if you want to be, like, outstanding in your field, just pick an empty field and stand in it. (laughs) Be the only one in your field. I mean, that's that requires less bleach and tarps than my plan. Technically, I am a, a world authority on autistic autobiography. You know how I earned that title? By being the only one who gives a shit. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to study the psychology of Jessica. <laughs> oh, you might have some competition for that one. <laughs> I'm a fascinating case. Did I ever tell you that there was a psychologist back in Grand Prairie who would, like, he wouldn't charge me for sessions. He would just, like, talk to me because he found me medically fascinating. Who hurt you? <laughs> His name was Gary. <laughs> Gary didn't hurt me. Gary was nice. Yeah, Gary wanted to know who hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're so medically fascinating that your therapist is willing to waive their, like, $160 an hour fee. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not a compliment. This is not how psychologists flirt. I personally was flattered. <laughs> this is how psychologists scream into the void. <laughs> this is how this is how psychologists get book deals. <laughs> this is just this is just the career advice hour with Janelle and Jessica. Yeah. Let's talk about crazy people some more. Let's do it. So the first uh group of crazy people we're gonna talk about is the Trump family. Not the Trump family. That's no. different that's a group of whole... crazy people other episode this is a different group of people called the trump family the so trump this is family yeah this is the most recent case of fully ado i could find and it's also like the least depressing so we're gonna ease Yay! you into the murder this is the this is the shallow end of this podcast just ease you into a nice warm bath of murder it's awesome before we sweep you right out to sea so the Trumps are a family of successful, wealthy red currant farmers, which is apparently a thing that you can be, which is news. Red currants are delicious. Yeah, I didn't know that you could get wealthy growing them in rural Melbourne, but apparently you can. I'm equally baffled. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's something I should be surprised by, but because I have never heard of that before now. No. So they live in a small town in the outskirts of Melbourne, Australia. And I actually like, grew up with red currants in my life, but I knew them as red gooseberries because Canada's only purpose is to name things kind of dumb. Mm. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I first ran into like the taste of a red currant uh, last week. What? Yeah, that was my first time trying red currants. <laughs> in anticipation? No, like I just. Are you psychic? I tried to get <laughs> like... some j- new jams, and there was red currant, and I'm just like, I want to live a little. I want to be exciting. I'm not afraid to take chances. <laughs> you live in. Goddamn Vancouver, you could go slalom skiing right now if you wanted to. (laughs) Right now. You're just like, alright, time for some excitement. I'm gonna eat a fucking gooseberry. (laughs) They were very tasty. (laughs) Did you have to, like, sit down to contain all the adrenaline? (laughs) It was quite the rush. Just grip the edge of the internet and hang on. Mm. You don't want to fall off the internet. (laughs) It'll happen! (laughs) No edge! There is not a child leash long enough to keep you from falling (laughs) off the edge of the internet. (laughs) Uh, Then then probably getting, like, having a sit-down with Chris Hansen. I think that's what happens when you fall off the edge of the internet. (laughs) Dear God. It's just, he's just trapped down there. Chris Hansen can't come back. (laughs) He's just... Chris Hansen's personal hell is just being in a tacky kitchen. Mm. Talking to pedophiles. (laughs) 
Good stuff. That is, that is his purgatory. <laughs> he doesn't want to do this. This is his punishment. What did he do wrong? I don't know. Maybe he looked at a gooseberry funny. <laughs> we do have a lot of, like, strangely named foods that, like, if you mention them to anyone outside of Canada, they have no idea what you're talking about. Like Saskatoon's. It's a city and a berry. Yeah, the most fun way to realize that, like, Canadians name shit weird is to move to the U.S. and be Canadian. Oh, yeah. I was at the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, which is going to date this podcast, last week. And I was, like, talking to my friend. I was like, hey, you, uh, it's getting pretty cold. You should probably put on your toque. And she was like, what is that? Is that a thing you put on your body? I was like, yeah, you put your toque on. She's like, are you coming on to me? Like, what is that? <laughs> goes on your head. A toque is a perfectly innocent, innocent contraption. <laughs> Children wear. It's not a contraption. It's a fucking hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They call them beanies. No, that's worse. Just go with toque. It's so. It's awful. And then, like, trying to explain where you're from when you're from the Maritimes and you're just naming shit. You're like, oh yeah, my brother lives in Anaganish. They're like, that's not a place. Is that a fish? Yeah. Is that a? Did you just cough? Yeah. What is? Bless is it you. A sneeze. No. Nope. I learned today that um, the town of Pictou, Nova Scotia, I don't know, town, region, desolate hole, whatever it is. Wasteland. Wasteland. Pictou is the Mi'kmaq word for fart because Pictou smells like sulfur. Excellent. Canada! (laughs) Yay! Yay! But uh, back to wealthy... Australian red current farming. Mm. Um, so the Trump family consisted of Mark and Jacoba, who were in their early 50s, and their three adult children who were named Rihanna? Rihanna? I don't know. We're going to go with Rihanna. Mitchell and Ella. And they were 29, 25, and 22, respectively. Um, and by all accounts, they were like pretty normal, wealthy red current farmers living with their adult children. As normal as uh, Melbourne red current farmers go. Yeah. That's, I don't know if there's standards to that, like, there's a low sample size, but they're what they are. Could be outliers, I don't know. <laughs> well, they became outliers, because on August 29th of 2016, this is really recent, mm. um, the whole family piled into Ella's SUV, and they just took off on a technology-free road trip that went sideways really quickly. I mean, it started with technology-free. How long do you want to be around your parents without anything to distract you? None. Yeah. None. Just None. <laughs> I don't I don't need a unit for that. None. Yeah. And I can say that because my parents don't listen to this podcast because they don't support my dreams. As they should not. As, uh, as they shouldn't. They should crush me. Yeah, my father recently liked the podcast page, but I don't know if that actually means he's listening. I saw that. It was, it was nice. Thank Hi, you. Hi, Dad. Thanks, Jessica's dad. Hi, Vic. The MVP. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Most valuable parent. <laughs> Most Victor Pijo. <laughs> also that. Also that. I, I love my parents. Good. I'm and, glad we have that on I the record. I presume it's mutual. <laughs> but we're all like a pack of weird introverts, and we do not need to spend that much time looking at each other. <laughs> you get your face away from my face, and you look at your phone. Right now, young lady. <laughs> No, but, like, this family went, like, above and beyond. So they left behind their phones, their credit cards, and their passports. Really? Yeah. Can't get too distracted flipping through your password again. (laughs) You're missing all the scenery by looking at page 22 of your unstamped passport. (laughs) Stop that. Yeah. I wonder if, 
Australian passports are as cool as Canadian passports. Canadian passports are Ours actually pretty cool. Glow under UV light. Do they? Oh yeah, absolutely. I've never gone do. raving with my passport. <laughs> oh, my passport is like weeks old. I I got it like three weeks before I actually moved to the U.S. <laughs> I do nothing in a good time frame. Next time you go to like uh, an a- an absolute raging party, uh, bring your passport. Bring your passport. And just party with it open. Because, like, obviously I use mine for, for ID, so I just, I, I do happen to bring it to bars. You don't. And then I get weird looks. I was like, I don't know whether to comment on the fact that you don't drink, or the fact that you don't apparently have a driver's license. I do have a driver's license. You drive. It's just not Why as big you... or as easy to find. And here in BC, they're really weird <laughs> about, like, ID requirements to get to to be in alcohol serving establishments so you have to bring two pieces of id so that's what that's about oh i was like can you just not find your driver's license is the passport just the fisher price of id for you i mean it's really it's big. large and colorful it's quite bulky <laughs> and i'll notice if it's i blue. drop it <laughs> one would hope <laughs> one of these days i'm like just not gonna be able to get a hold of you and it's going to be because you dropped your passport in an international terminal and now you just live in an airport. Yeah. I'm Tom Hanks now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. With the Trump family, like, shit is about to hit the proverbial fan here. And after everything went down, it became apparent that Mark and Jacoba had sort of been not well before the trip. Mm. I don't really know how much of a social community you have on a red current farm in rural Australia, but, like, I assume it's not much. I assume this is like gluing wigs to spiders and making friends kind of territory. <laughs> like I assume it's that level of lonely. It's it's playing doll dolly with dead rats. <laughs> mm, do they have rats in Australia, or is like the horror of their continent driven out conventional vermin? Yeah, I, I I don't think I don't know if rats are native to the area, but they must like they might be an invasive species. That's true. We're terrible. We import things. They they do have a big problem with rabbits as an invasive species. So in Australia, they've had a a program or a I don't know what you'd call this. The, the, anyway, they don't have a they don't have an Easter rabbit. They have an Easter bilby. Oh, and because fuck if you haven't rabbits. seen the Easter bilby, do it's cute. Yeah, well, they're an extremely invasive species that's like bad for the for the regional the local biome, and. They're trying to support the bilby, which is an endangered species. I just like that every now and then the Australian government just basically declares war on its wildlife <laughs> and decides to just kill the shit out of something they find annoying. Like in the 1930s. Yeah, there's a mass call. Yeah, in the 1930s, the Australian government formally declared war on emus because there were so many of them. Yeah. And I and they lost. They lost. They did. It's a, You can find this on the internet. They lost the emu war. Emus fucking won. They're still there. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you know, you, you you white people may have come here and and kicked out every other every other person who was here before you in a, like a massive genocide, but you will not defeat the emu. <laughs> every time I like think about complaining about Canada's weather, I just remember that like Australia exists, and then I feel better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're sunny, sure, but everything is poisonous or wants can or can delete your face in one kick. <laughs> yeah, I like my face. I'm just gonna yeah. I'm gonna stay in Canada till it freezes and falls falls right off. I think they have like either eight or nine of the the ten most poisonous snakes in Australia, and they even have like poisonous mammals. I mean, the tenth like- most poisonous snake is my ex. So, <laughs> 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 
These are the yucks, folks. Oh, funny joke. Funny stuff. We should record before three in the morning. <laughs> I'm recording before three in the morning. This is your choice, Janelle. Damn it, time zones. I declare war on the sun. You know, you know what I find really strange about the fact that we record across time zones? Hmm. I'm not the problem here. <laughs> You'd assume that, like, oh, you know, like, I just don't have time because, like, I'm not awake early enough. Or, like, it, we're super late because, like, I just wasn't wasn't available earlier. No, that's not what's happening. You weren't available until three in the morning. No, it's <laughs> it's because I'm slowly turning into a vampire bat. <laughs> Sometimes I hear my roommates asking each other if I actually sleep. <laughs> the answer is no, roommates. I'm always awake. I'm always watching. I do not sleep. I merely wait. <laughs> so this is going to be a fun way to find out if they listen to the podcast. <laughs> Hi, guys. How's it going? We need milk. <laughs> uh, so the Trapp family, rather than taking in the beauty of sweet, spidery Australian nature, they became convinced that they were being followed and that someone was trying to kill them and take all of their money. They're hard-earned. Someone who's trying to kill them who isn't an em- isn't an Yeah, emu. who's not an emu. And, um, who, uh, is trying to take all of their hard-earned red current farming dollars, so we can't- we obviously can't have that. Mm. Again, something that isn't an emu. <clears throat> or a cassowary. I Fuck wonder if those. all of our audience knows what emus look like. They're bad. Look up emus, audience. You can legally keep them in Canada, because I tried to buy one on the internet, and then my mom said no. <laughs> Aw, mom! Did you know you can get an adult llama for around the price of an iPhone? You don't have a yard, Jessica. <laughs> That was a running joke when I was a teenager, that I was just going to grow up and buy a llama. There's still time! I don't understand where the joke came from. I think my coworkers thought I was weird. That's not a joke for you, that's a grocery list. (laughs) I'm not going to eat the llama. I'm going to be friends with it. Llama friend! Llama friend! Emus are genuinely terrifying birds. They are... Small feathery dinosaurs. I feel like I need to Skype you more so that you're not forced to turn to livestock for forced companionship. Don't say that. (laughs) Our love is pure. Between you and me or between you and the llama? Between me and the llama, our love is deeply sexual. Oh, oh. Oh my god. (laughs) Every now and then, I'm like, maybe we could just bleep the swears out of this podcast and we could be family friendly. And then I'm like, no. Jessica is... (laughs) Deeply psychologically hurt. <laughs> Call me Gary. <laughs> Deeply wounded. Um, so speaking of people who have problems in their brains, um, with the Trump family, apparently their son Mitchell wasn't actually in on the family delusion. So he was just sort of terrified and going oh, along gosh. with the flow. They're like, everyone in the family van, they're coming to kill us. And he's like, oh, okay, uh, sure. All right. All right. Oh, that must have been um, terrifying. Can you imagine being the one person who isn't suffering a delusion? I mean, I know full well what it feels like to be the only sane person on a family road trip because that's just vacations on the Como family. That's just life. Yeah, that's just how it goes. But my family have stopped short of paranoid fleeing. 30 kilometers into the road trip, the rest of the family forced Mitchell to throw his cell phone out the window because they believed that they were being tracked with it. Run, Mitchell, Run! Yeah, this is probably your first clue that you should just bail out. Mm. (laughs) So on the first day, the family drove through the day and night, and they ended up 800 kilometers away from their house, which is many kilometers. That is is quite a few kilometers. Much kilometers. That's at at least two. You're not not wrong. (laughs) Um, 
I actually know from our listener statistics that we have zero Australian listeners. Oh, um, come on, Australia. I know. Us. They just We're hate lovely. us. They hate the shit out of us. Um, it's probably because we don't talk enough about prawns and Barbies. We'll just well if you keep saying Melbourne wrong, they're gonna they're Melbourne? gonna come flocking. It's Melbourne. Melbourne. Ah, yep. Go to Melbourne. I dated an Australian for two and a half years, and this is what I got out of it. Wow, you've really learned the world. <laughs> like a yeah, dating I mean... strategy. You just like you can't afford to go to another country, so you just pick up one of the inhabitants for like swap spit and knowledge. You just bring the country yeah. home with you. This is a cultural exchange <laughs> or a fluid exchange. Who knows? <laughs> I will give you some of my fluids, and in exchange, you tell me how to say your cities. <laughs> Any fun facts I could use at parties? Neat. <laughs> <laughs> I like to use Tinder for my dates, except by Tinder, I mean that I just go outside and scream, and I take home whoever answers. Equally effective, and less dick pics. True. It's hard to scream a dick pic. <laughs> it's genuinely challenging, but I believe in men's ingenuity. <laughs> The great. <laughs> Can you imagine if like old timey dating was just like people screaming like screaming descriptions of their genitals? Is that not what it was? I mean, only history will tell. <laughs> There's only so much we recover from the past. <laughs> Royal weddings used to be much more exciting. You know, oral traditions <laughs> don't always get brought brought down. Oh, you made a pun. Did I? You get a sticker. Oral traditions? Oh, I, that was unintentional. <laughs> you get a sticker. Good girl. I sometimes make puns <laughs> and then people are just like, oh, that was really clever. And then I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I should probably God. stop saying what after and just let people think I'm clever. Uh, just take credit where credit is not due. It's <laughs> how I'm getting through life. <laughs> I'm 90% sure I got into Columbia through a clerical error and I'm just riding it to the top. Fake it till you make it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, the Trump family, if you want to go find a map of Australia, they started just outside of Melbourne and they drove to Bathurst, which is a town in New Brunswick, but in this case, it is a town well east of Sydney, Australia. Mm. Australia is really big. Huge. It's, it's real, real big. It's a country and a continent. It is. I learned that before the first grade. There you go. Learning the good skills. Knowledge from the past. Shoe tying came later, but you knew that. Yeah, I didn't know how to tie my shoes until I was like 12. I had a lot of troubles. You're like a delayed little Einstein. <laughs> I had some gaps. I had some delays. <laughs> That's fine. So at 7 a.m. the next morning, Mitchell had had enough of this fucking road trip. Feel you, Mitch. And he ditched his family to go back home. Yeah, he bailed out. He was like, you know what? No. <laughs> Everybody's lost their minds. I want my phone back. I'm done. It's a familiar feeling. So done. <laughs> so done. Um, so the family, the remaining family, then drove to a popular tourist spot called the Janolan Caves? I'm gonna go with that. Um, I'm gonna call them the Janolan Caves. Sure. And they're neat, no matter how they're pronounced. Eh. This has nothing to do with they're the story, sweet. but they're the most, yeah, they're the most ancient discovered open caves in the world. And they're cool. Mm. And you should go see them. Yeah, jump in them! <laughs> Right now. Cast your body into the stones. Into the maw okay. of the earth. That's not how you, um, tourist, normally. <laughs> um. Let the mother of, of earth feast on your bones. I'm gonna find you, when you come visit me in a couple months, uh, I'm gonna find you feeding yourself to a subway rat, and then we're <laughs> gonna have to make a really expensive trip to the emergency room. I shall commune with nature. 
<laughs> Stay out of the goddamn fountains. <laughs> You'll get a flesh-eating disease. I'm gonna get a flesh-eating friend. Stop making friends with vicious wildlife. Yeah. One of the nice things about Vancouver is just like That's fine. most of the most of the homeless people don't mind if I wanna just hang. Nice. That's not normally what they put on the brochures, but it's good to know. Yeah. Awesome. I shared my pizza with a fellow yesterday. Look at you. He was very nice. Socializing. His name was Frank. I think your mother lies awake <laughs> every night because of this. Your mother hasn't slept since you were born. <laughs> that was actually one of her number one complaints. I didn't sleep through the night until I was like, two? Probably longer. Anyway. <laughs> You're 26 and counting? Um... <laughs> I still don't sleep for the night, to be honest. <laughs> I know. That was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Again, sarcasm, not my strong point. There we go. People are always like, oh, Jessica, you're so sarcastic. And I'm like, what? <laughs> because, like, I think what happened was I'm just really bad with sarcasm, but all of my family are sarcastic, and I just picked it up like an accent. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> Got a degree in language here. So, from the Janolan Caves, the two daughters of the family decided that they want to ditch their parents, so they stole a random car and they drove it to the town of Goulburn, which was weird and out of character, and then from there, they drove to a police station in a stolen car <laughs> to report their parents missing. <laughs> which is a typical weekend for Jessica, but for the rest of us, this is a little odd. I mean, like, don't judge my hobbies. Uh, I draw the line at your fountain bathing. <laughs> But okay. When the news broke in Australia that two adult women had reported their parents missing during a road trip, like, people just thought this was funny because mm. people are dicks. So the fact that the whole family had just gone completely kookalooch wasn't really reported. People literally just assumed that a family of morons had gone out for a drive and had gotten lost and separated in their own fucking country. Which, like, admittedly does happen a lot in Australia. It happens a lot in Canada, but it's yeah, like normally just... <laughs> Honestly, a huge part of our search and rescue budget is just spent on, like, Americans slash Canadian idiots who should know better getting lost in the wilderness. Canadians are real fond of just getting drunk and falling off mountains. Yeah. <laughs> it's or, or getting drunk and wandering and... into the middle of a, a, middle of a lake in, in April. <laughs> people, when I went to university in New Brunswick, people routinely just turned up in Nova Scotia. They would just wake up on someone's lawn <laughs> half an hour away. Good times. Mm. Good stuff. But for these for these people, after they reported their parents missing, Ella and Rihanna split up at a local gas station. Oh, good. Um, yeah, which up. is great. If Yeah, if you're lost, you should always um, separate and just walk aimlessly into the void. It's good. That's what I heard. Yep, and someday uh, we're never going to be able to contact you again. Which is why there was an Amber Alert at the Tower what? of London. <laughs> what? Did you get an Amber Alert oh, on you? Did, have you no there might have been. What the fuck? I took a nap in a dungeon. What? Mm. And there's a bunch of those. There's a bunch of those funny guards. I think they're called beef eaters. Yeah, they were all looking for me. Your Christmas present this year is going to be a face full of chloroform and a sore molar. I'm putting a tracking device in you. Yeah. <laughs> the friend I was with was like super upset because like I didn't show up where we were supposed to be meeting for like an hour, and then she just like ran to all the guards. It was just like, look, I I'm missing somebody. Her her name is Jessica. She's five foot five. Uh, she's very sensitive. She's wearing a tweed suit. They're like, oh, okay. Uh, how old is she, dear? 
25. <clears throat> you had to be returned to our mutual friend like a lost child at a Walmart. Yep. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> she is younger than me. We all just take straws on whose turn it is to see if Jessica's still alive and not <laughs> sleeping in the open street. <laughs> I have narcolepsy. It's great. It's just on the list. <laughs> so after this, after Ella and Rihanna split up, Ella appeared to come to her senses, and she said she was going to go home to feed her horses, which is like reasonable because if you have mm-hmm. horses, I think you're supposed to feed them. First step. I am under the assumption this is what one does with livestock slash friends. Friends and livestock. Um, Just feed feed them. Feed everything. Um, So she was the first family member to actually be located by the cops who were waiting for her when she arrived back at the family farm. Mm. And Ella was eventually just charged with the theft of the car, but she seemed to have gotten over the madness. Um, Her sister, though, did not come to her senses at all. So for some reason... Rihanna decided that the most reasonable course of action, upon becoming separated from her sister at a gas station, was to climb into the back of a fucking utility vehicle heading out of town. Makes sense to me! Uh, yeah, because your preferred method of transportation is kidnapping, (laughs) so I'm sure it does. Um, It helps me see the the world. Awesome. From a keyhole in a trunk. Mm. Um, So the driver didn't actually notice she was back there till they were already an hour away. Some people say human trafficking. I say tourism. Is that a joke we can make? I don't know. I'm going there. I'm doing it. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I think the explicit rating covers swears. I don't know if it covers human atrocities. I mean, I'm not committing them. I'm having them committed against me. Sometimes I just wake up in the night and I just feel the urge to scream. And it's you. I, I'm pretty sure I recently made it, like a joke about about school shootings, so like, you can't hold me back. She says as if she's reading from her resume. <laughs> <laughs> Next grad school application, that's going right at the top. And where do you see yourself in ten years? Mocking Darfur victims, probably? <laughs> <laughs> God, I was thinking about like taking taking the Rwandan genocide down a peg. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, before we get blacklisted from decent humans, um, so by the time the driver pulled over and discovered Rihanna in the back of the car, she was in a catatonic state and she couldn't remember her name, where she was, or how she'd gotten there. So she was brought back to Goulburn, where she ended up spending quite some time in a psychiatric facility. And she ended up actually, Makes yeah, sense. she ended up not being charged with the car theft on the grounds that she was not well. So if you ever want to get away with car theft, be crazy. Yeah. And crawl into a utility vehicle. I I, I always find that the best way to get away with with minor misdemeanors and grand larceny is just utter psychosis and a complete divorce from reality. I mean, it hasn't failed me yet. So her parents, however, were still out there. So the sisters had now been located. But the parents are still going strong and being actively searched for by the police and the Australian public. And they were still doing this fucking road trip. <laughs> I mean, sure, we've lost all our children. But, Just like, let's keep them. going. Let's do this. We're here for a good time. Mm. Not a long time. <laughs> I will turn this car around, except no, I won't. I will drive 
further no, no, on they and did. on to the wilderness. No no no. no, 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 They did turn the car around. They That's did. the whole thing. They turned around and they drove 600 kilometers back toward Melbourne for reasons unknown. And they ended up in a city called, oh, fuck me. That's not the city. That's an interesting um, name for a town. It's yeah, it's it's got a really unique history. Um it was just that's what you scream when you see the snakes. Uh it's called Wangarata. The first man to come across the site that would later be the city after he mistook a platypus for a cuddly animal and tried to hug it. <laughs> it's how all Australian cities are named with the dying screams of their founders. <laughs> So they ended up in Wangaratta, and somehow the two of them then got separated. I don't, this family's just not good at this. They needed mm. they needed the buddy system. We needed system. the buddy system here. They did. Hold on like to a... your partner's hand. <laughs> Do it. Hold hands. Hold hands. So the wife, Jacoba, then somehow managed to travel 350 kilometers north in a day. Wow. To date, we don't know how she did this. Nobody knows how she accomplished this. Teleportation. Apparently. Aliens. Maybe she fell off the edge of the internet. She climbed into a kangaroo pouch and off she went. We don't know. Mm. So she was found wandering the town of Yas. Which is Yas. Y-A-S-S. How do you want me to say that? Yas. 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 <laughs> she was found. I'm going to wake up the whole fucking neighborhood. <laughs> she was found wandering in Yas. Yas. Queensland slang. <laughs> That's literally everything you know about pop culture. We're done. We've exhausted Everything. it. It's it's done now. I'm pretty sure someone named Beyonce exists. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm lost. You didn't sound real certain about that one. No. No. Like, I keep hearing legends and tales, but they confuse and bewilder me. <laughs> so, Jacob... Apparently, one must put a ring on it. If one likes it, one must if put one a ring on it. If one likes it, one must put a ring on it. <laughs> Verily, it is so. Great. Someday we'll catch you up on the 400 years of pop culture that you're missing. I'm just now catching up on the third season of The Wire. You're, you'll be unstoppable. <laughs> um, it came out, I think, when I was 16? <laughs> because you are an old woman at heart. Oh, yes. <laughs> I I was born elderly. Almost ripped your mother right in half. <laughs> Oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> I think I'm going to be have to be the one shaming. <laughs> eh, wrong. No, too far. <laughs> Who hurt you, Janelle? <laughs> what? Well, that's too far. You can joke about genocide and human trafficking, but I can't make the obvious you shouldn't birth a grown woman joke. <laughs> it's, it's just a very vivid image for me. Don't do it. You don't picture things. Your brain's broken. Oh, true. Oh man, I shouldn't lie about that. <laughs> Sometimes I will just like pretend to have human sensations and normal human experiences, but every once in a while people see like the edges of my of my human mask. <laughs> this isn't actually a podcast. This is an elaborate hostage situation. Please help me. Somebody come help. Although that does actually remind me of a joke that my mother frequently makes, which is by the time I figured out I could live without children, it was too late to put them back. <laughs> See, see, she's making a, that's the joke in reverse. I stand by my humor. She also makes frequent jokes about smothering me in my sleep. Don't we all? 
Is that a joke or a promise? Well, I mean, like, they're usually they're usually done in conjunction with references to the fact that I never- I haven't slept through the night in all of my life. There you go. Promise mm. it is. Um, so at this point in this whole debacle, it's just the father on the loose. So he's seen Juan Garada. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was- loose. Dad was going down- like, I think that'd be like a fun comedy. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he still- he's seen Juan Garada, and he kind of just made a nuisance of himself by tailgating a young couple around town for a while. Huh. Um, Weird. eventually he was seen fleeing Ella's van for no particular reason. <laughs> the police suspect, actually, he might be involved in a string of break-ins that happened in the town around this time, but they were never able to officially connect him. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, so we knows? do know that one man was running loose with oh, having a psychotic episode. It might have been him. It could be connected, but I mean, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> so six days after this whole adventure began, he was found by the side of the highway near the local airport and was taken for a mental health evaluation. <laughs> he was released into his brother's custody and was shown flipping the middle finger to reporters as he was led away. Classy. Yeah. Knew I loved Australians. God, right? So the Trump yeah. family have since come to their senses, which is probably not the preferable outcome. <laughs> if I'm ever non-lucid in the back of a utility truck i just kind of want to stay non-lucid just don't yeah, just don't tell just, me don't don't let me know no nope. leave me in ignorance i do not want to know that i have publicly embarrassed myself and my entire family in front of the entire country of australia yeah let me just start a new beautiful life on the outback with my cassowary family mm, they are they are my tribe now <laughs> god the the Trump family have gone back to their normal lives on the Red Current farm, and although they've taken down their company's website and social media accounts, it's pretty much back to normal for them. They've apologized for freaking people the fuck out. That's nice. And <laughs> in the aftermath, experts suspect that the family was suffering from a case of folia due, brought on by an accumulation of various stresses like being Australian and having your wealth tied to the price of red currants. Yeah. Um, or maybe just like being on a technological technology free road trip for several hours that's all it took they were they were actually sane when they left <laughs> just the full-blown madness of having to spend that much time with your family <laughs> yeah two hours with my family instead of instagram and i am fucking out of here <laughs> yeah. this christmas my aunt's gonna like ask me to put down my phone and i'm just gonna go into a full-blown blown fugue state <laughs> <laughs> so police actually dropped the charges against ella so this was oh, uh nice. This was a happy, happy ending. ending all around. Yay! Nice? So the next case we're going to cover is the case of the Erickson twins. So this this one does not... No. Mm. This one does not have a happy ending. Oh no. Um, oh no. Oh no. Oh, so no. Ursula and Sabina Erickson are identical twin sisters who grew up in the tiny town of Sun, Sweden. Which I'm not going to pronounce good. Sun. Sun. I don't know. Sun. <laughs> Just just say it like you're European. Eh. And as adults, Ursula ended up living in the USA, while Sabina ended up in Ireland. And in 2008, kind of out of the blue, Ursula decided to go and visit her sister in Ireland, which is reasonable. But on the 16th of May, 2008, the 40-year-old sisters just spontaneously left Sabina's place in Ireland to go to a trip to England together, and they almost immediately began acting strangely. Mm. So on the 17th, they walked into a police station in Liverpool at 8.30 in the morning to report that they had concerns about Sabina's children. Which, strange. Odd. Odd. Um, from there, they got on a National Express coach bus to London. 
They didn't actually make it to London because they were kicked off the bus at a service station near the town of Kiel. Kiel? Kiel. We're near Kiel. I'm going to say Kiel. I mean, this is London. England. <laughs> we're just going to take a vote on pronunciations from here. <laughs> All pronunciations are by democratic referendum on this podcast. <laughs> There's only two of us. We can't have a democratic referendum. I'm pretty sure at this point you count as 51%. <laughs> Tyranny of the majority. <laughs> I have notes and you don't. <laughs> I'm 98% a person. What's the missing two? Uh, presumably you're 102% a person. Aw, compliment? Or are you accusing me of eating two fingers off a human being? <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe I'm just like asserting that you absorbed your twin in the womb. <laughs> there can be only one. <laughs> ah. Um, that's not the noise that I hope that, that makes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my sound effect for uh, absorbing your twin in the womb. Why do you have a pre-programmed sound effect for that? <laughs> If you were a children's toy, you would be immediately recalled and the company that produced you would be forced to apologize. (laughs) (laughs) And possibly shut down. (laughs) Likely, if there's any justice. I I am the Teddy Ruxpin of my era. So, the two sisters- I am the Furby of modern times. Oh, Jesus Christ. So you're going to go straight in the closet where you'll just wake me up repeatedly in the middle of the night with me hungry. Ah. I could see it, actually. You're basically a horrifying robotic dancing owl from the 90s. (laughs) Subs you up. I don't think anyone has ever described me more. I think we just wrote your Tinder bio. (laughs) Wink. (laughs) So the two sisters suddenly disembarked from the bus in Kiel, claiming that they weren't feeling well. They were acting suspiciously and clinging to their bags, which is not a great thing to do on public transit mm. if you want to be non-suspicious. Questionable. And they refused to allow their bags to be searched before they reboarded the bus. Mm. So the bus driver refused to let them back on board, and he told the service station what was happening. They decided that whatever they were doing was suspicious enough to actually call the police. So the police came out and questioned the women, but they determined that they were weird but harmless, which is how Jessica gets out of most police interactions. That's also on my Tinder bio. This, yeah. Weird but harmless. <laughs> Good. Good stuff. And that's how uh, I get out of place act interactions though. That's I, that wasn't that wasn't a joke. I that literally know that you've done this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's usually like a slow explanation. I'm like, look, I know I've got some problems. I'm aware that this is weird, but I'm not doing anybody any any harm. Please let me go home. My mother wants to know where I am. <laughs> the law doesn't say that I have to wear shoes. <laughs> Technically, it's not illegal. It's just weird. (laughs) Maybe dumb. (laughs) Technically, it's not illegal for me to freeze my feet off. (laughs) There you go. Cling to that. So (laughs) the the police actually let the women go because they were harmless. And there should be some sort of like sound effect. If we... We should invest in we'll invest in a sound effect panel. No, we won't because Jessica will put that goddamn twin absorbing sound on it. And then I'll have to... Purge my eardrums. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, oh god. There's only womb for one of us. <laughs> There's a screwdriver in the next room and it's looking real tempting right now. <laughs> so, we know exactly what the women did next because England thought that 1984 was a fucking instruction manual and every part of this is on video. You can mm. you can watch it if you're having a strange day and you're in the weird part of YouTube. <laughs> um, 
There's a documentary on this. So after the police left the sisters alone, they decided to set off down the center section of the M6 motorway, which is British for highway, mm. which is a terrible idea. Just don't do it. It's terrible to call some a highway a motorway? No, it's terrible to walk down the center section of a highway. You can call them whatever the fuck you want. I don't get it. Because you routinely walk down the center sections of highways, I'm sure. <laughs> the center section of highways have so much fun things in it. Like You're going to be hospitalized when you get hit in the head. Dead wildlife. By... And, uh, Someone's going to toss bobbles. a McFlurry cup out the window at 110 kilometers an hour, <laughs> and you're going to have the most inexplicable concussion that your local hospital has ever seen. Let's <laughs> just get, like, a blow from the sky with just, like, somebody, like, spitting out a jawbreaker at 120. <laughs> Stay out of the goddamn highway. <laughs> So when Highway Patrol arrived, however, the women ran from them directly into traffic, and one of the sisters oh, was apparently hit by a car. Oh, yeah, this is where it gets weird. Warning? I don't know. No warning. There's no warning. Life comes at you fast. There's no, there's no warning that will prepare you. No. So one of the sisters was hit by a car, and Highway Patrol then phoned the police. So the cops that showed up happened to bring along a camera crew for a reality TV show called Motorway Cops. And I don't really know what's weirder, the fact that these women went insane and ran into traffic, or the fact that Britain has been watching a goddamn reality show about goddamn traffic cops for 16 goddamn seasons. Mm. There's there's nothing to do there. That's way longer than the average. You know, I, I always respected, like, British brevity when it comes to, 16 like, seasons of traffic cops. Letting shows die when they should. No, they don't. This is, this is a violation of sense. I think when, like... Britain ran out of things to colonize. They lost their goddamn minds. <laughs> so when the there police were no got worlds th- yet to conquer, left to conquer, and so we took videos of women running into traffic. Yeah, we either take Bolivia or we film ourselves pulling people over for broken headlights. Really, it's all the there same. There are only two options, and both lead to greatness. <laughs> this is why you have adult supervision twenty four seven. On the bright side, reality TV has less genocide. Who hurt you? That doesn't mean it's right, though. No! There's still some ethical questions that need to be answered. A great British bake-off. I know what you did! I thought you were talking about genocide. No, apparently you're mad at cake. (laughs) Sure, you can be mad at cake. So, when the police got to the scene, the sisters were standing on the side of the road. Ooh, that's a good cackle. Look at that waveform. Stop admiring your own waveform. I like my waveforms. They're curvy. Also going in your Tinder bio. Actually, they're kind of jagged. (laughs) Yeah, I got curvy waveforms. And nothing else. (laughs) Swipe me. Swipe right. So, when the police got there, the sisters were standing on the side of the road talking to the highway patrol officers. And then, um, if you want to see this scene play out, there's a documentary on the case called Madness in the Fast Lane, which is where most of this research come from. So, if you think that I'm making all this shit up for internet podcasting fame, I'm not, and there's proof. Yeah. Janelle doesn't make shit up. Only I do. You don't, though. Or the do fact I. that your stories are true yeah. is the punchline, and also <laughs> the reason that we all know how to file a fucking Amber Alert, apparently. Awesome. <laughs> So, while police were talking to Highway Patrol, without literally any warning, Ursula dashed onto the road, struggling free of her jacket when a Highway Patrol man grabbed onto it, and she threw herself under the wheels of an oncoming semi-truck doing 90 kilometers an hour on the fucking highway. Oh, god. Yeah, not- don't do that. That's not good for you. 
That is a bad idea. No, don't do that. If that will not buff out. N- no, no, no. That's a that's a large dent <laughs> in your lifespan. Don't do it. Um. So not to be outdone, Sabina. Your face will not buff out. N- no, no, no. That's a good way to end up as a viscous fluid. <laughs> so, not. To- I'm done with being a solid. Yeah. <laughs> Be free of this cage of bones. <laughs> I wish to be aerosol. <laughs> oh my god. So Sabina leaped onto the windshield of an oncoming Volkswagen Polo. Uh. There's actually much clearer footage of this impact, and you can see just how hard she was thrown by the car. Oh, so like, one of them run out and a semi, the other one just like, decided me too and went for the Volvo? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Oh god. Sisters, I guess. Isn't that always the way, like, you're like, oh, I've, you know, like, done this thing, and then your sisters are like, always gotta one-up you by, like, running in front of a car. If my brother decides to launch himself in front of the family Jeep, bon voyage. That's your thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming. <laughs> and next thing you know, my younger sister's gonna start a podcast. <laughs> there can be only one. There can only be one. <laughs> so according to the sister's older brother, they were apparently convinced that maniacs were chasing them. Which, like, in my mind, I prefer trucks over- or I prefer maniacs over semi-trucks. I don't know. Mm. I would- Pound see- for pound, they're yeah, probably easier to fight off. Yeah, mm-hmm. maniacs seem better than actual trucks. So, mm. um, ordinarily, being run over by a semi-truck is not a thing that humans survive. Like, this is not just dense one buff. Like, this will kill you under normal circumstances. Oh. Like, do not- Did she live? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure she lived. Oh, gosh. Um, they both- they both did. Um, they're not the ones who die in this story. Oh. So, don't, Neat. like, don't try this at home. I guess that's where this disclaimer comes mm-hmm. in. Don't jump in front of a fucking semi-truck. It's it's gonna hurt. If we need to state it, do not jump in front of a semi-truck. Yeah, your odds of being, of surviving being bounced off a windshield at 90 kilometers an hour are also not... Low. Not great. They're not good. They are suboptimal. Mm-hmm. So, when the police called in the accident... These two are outliers. Oh my god, are they ever... So the police called in this accident as two possible fatalities because they didn't believe that these women could survive. <laughs> Reasonable. Yeah. Like, there are moose that would not survive that. Oh, God, for sure. So Swedish women are tougher than moose. Yeah, we've proved Science. It. Science. Awesome. They can just give me my degree now. Yeah, incidentally, if you learn how to drive as a northern Canadian... They will teach you just, oh yeah, if you see a deer in the road and you can't stop in time, just hit it, unless it's a moose, and then take the ditch. <laughs> in in, in Carvey Moose, the moose usually wins. <laughs> Last time I was home, my mom asked us to go pick something up for dinner, and my brother gets into the Jeep, turns it on and goes, well, there's lots of deer on this island, let's just go fuck up a deer. My mom's like, no, <laughs> don't get dinner with the Jeep. Don't hunt with the Jeep. <laughs> it's not sporting. Uh, atypical hunting style. <laughs> it's cheaper though. Um mm. so Ursula basically had both of her legs crushed. So she had multiple compound fractures, which is where you have bones sticking out to say hi. Ugh. And uh yeah, not good. Sabina was just flattered unconscious for 15 minutes, and if there's one thing you should know about your brain, it's that you doesn't like to be forcibly shut off yeah. for 15 minutes. Yeah, like it's 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 not like a computer. It's not. It doesn't get better if you turn it on off and turn it on again. No, that's uh, not. That's not a standard practice. For every second that you're unconscious, your odds of remembering which order the alphabet goes in go way down. Uh, 
Somehow, though, both of these women rallied around, and they fucking fought off the paramedics and police officers who tried to help them. <laughs> like, they fought them. So I may have multiple co- compound fractures, and I may be suffering, like, horrible psychosis and possibly internal bleeding, but don't touch me! <laughs> it's, it's kind of difficult to explain, like, how much pain you would be in after sustaining multiple compound fractures under the wheels of a semi, but, like, Ursula and Sabina were, like, struggling, and they were screaming that the first responders were not real and that they were only there to steal their organs. So, psychosis... I I hate when pretend people try to steal my organs. I hate it. So, psychosis... Every time. It's a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a drug. Ursula wasn't actually able to walk, but Sabina got up, punched a police officer in the fucking (laughs) face, leapt over the meridian, and then sprinted back onto the other side of the highway. No, stop it, Sabina! Yeah, it took six people to restrain her, including just random people who got out of their car, and carry her to an ambulance to be sedated. And, like, you can watch the video. She's fighting them the whole way. She was unconscious for 15 minutes. Man, that must have been a really exciting episode. Oh my god, right? I think it's- if you go to the Wikipedia page for this um, particular reality television show- there's an entire section on this because it's like the most exciting thing that ever happened no kidding. on a highway in Britain. <sighs> so people who are in a state of excited delirium, either because of drugs or because they're mentally ill, often have something called hysterical strength. Mm. So we don't really understand how it works, actually, but it's a thing and it makes dealing with aggressive, delirious people incredibly dangerous. Yeah, it's like trying to cordon a full grown person if they had like the blithe lack of concern for your physical safety that a toddler does. Yeah. Do you want to fight a grown man or do you want to fight a grown man on PCP? You instinctively know the answer to that question. Yeah. (laughs) So the women were airlifted to the hospital in restraints. So after this, Ursula was pretty much down for the count. Yeah. She was in critical condition. She ended up in the hospital for weeks because, like, again, she had just been fucking liquefied by a truck. (laughs) Despite all evidence to the contrary. She'd been through the fucking ice crusher mode of a blender. Like, it's not... It's not good. It's it's lucky she's not ground beef. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Sabina was actually released from the hospital into police custody five hours later, and she was completely calm and cooperative. These women are, like, five seconds away from pate. <laughs> Ew. Spread them on a cracker. Vile. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Sabina was, like, joking with the officer. She seemed like a completely different person. Um, but at one point, she told an officer... We always say in Sweden that an accident rarely comes alone. Usually at least one more follows, perhaps two. Which, like, foreshadowing, because mm-hmm. shit's, shit's about to go wrong. So Sabina was really calm, but she was still incredibly odd. So she didn't ask about her sister, which, ouch. Weird. Yeah, and she didn't seem Hurtful. bothered at all by the fact that she was facing charges for punching a fucking police officer in the face normal happens every day no you know just as one does just uh. the halt and like these women had no criminal history this is Reel like back if, and just let her fly yeah if your 40 year old soccer mom just caught a greyhound bus and socked a cop you know yeah. as one does super inexplicable yeah so her main concern at the police station was her appearance and how she would look in her mugshot priorities okay and then when the police managed to track down sabina's partner in ireland He had no idea where she even was. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he had no clue why she would be running onto highways in England. Must have been a pretty odd phone call. (laughs) God, there's no recording of that phone call in the documentary, but man. Oh, man. What a phone call that would be. That must have been been quite something. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's kind of kind of reminds me of how, like, I, I heard something the other day about how, like, back in the day when you got a phone call, it meant that, like, somebody was thinking about you. And now if you get a phone call, it means It means someone's died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phones are bad news. Mm. Or in this case, it means that, like, your significant other has been running into traffic and socking a cop. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Close enough. Just news. So, Sabina was... Uh, she pleaded guilty to cop punching. I don't know how fast court is in England, but apparently very fast. Mm. So she was sentenced to a single day in custody and was released on time served on May 19th, 2008. No psych evaluation was ever done on her. She was deemed to be odd, but, quote, it's not a crime to be odd, which is the only reason Jessica is not in prison. Yay! Hooray! Not in prison. Not in prison. I mean, I had a tub of black olives for dinner, so I'd be right in there with you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) It's also not a crime to be broke and sad. Um, Did I have dinner? Gonna go with no. I don't know. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had two liters of chocolate milk. (laughs) So, no, you didn't have dinner. (laughs) Is the correct answer. I also had four cashews. (laughs) Not better. Not better. Uh, Oh, wait, I didn't have lunch either. Did I have breakfast? I feel like you would take fewer public baths if you ate more protein. It's just a. I'm not a nutritionist, but I got some theories. Mm. Uh, the anemia does not make me do what I do. Only the passion for coins. Do you want strangers to take your blood? Eat a fucking lunch. Oh, I want them to take my blood. Why don't they want my blood, Janelle? This is this is a whole other genre of podcast. We're we're going back to the story. <laughs> That's crying or cackling. Uh. Oh my god, eat some goddamn spinach and give strangers your blood. <laughs> I had spinach on my pizza the other day. I shared it with a homeless man. I have no response to any of this. <laughs> Sabina! I feel like I will be someday forced to listen to portions of this podcast in a court of law. <laughs> it's just... Oh man. It's just a feeling. Uh... Good publicity, though. Oh, oh yeah. CBC Crime Hour. Everybody listens to podcasts featured on Dateline. That's great. (laughs) God. So after being released, Sabina started wandering aimlessly around Stoke-on-Trent, clutching a clear plastic bag filled with her belongings. And that particular evening, two men, 54-year-old Glenn Hollinshead and his friend Peter Malloy, the most Britishly named British men in all of Britain, were out walking a dog when they ran into Sabina. So she petted the dog, she asked for directions to a nearby bed and breakfast or a hotel. She was acting incredibly strange and paranoid, and so Holland's head, because he is a gentle soul who did not deserve what happened to him. Oh god, um, what happens to him? Oh yeah, nothing good. He assumed that she was fleeing from an abusive partner, and so he offered to let her stay at his house. And she accepted. First mistake. Oh, yeah, don't let crazy women who are clutching a plastic bag full of multiple phones, which is something we're about to learn, uh, into your house. So the three of them walked over to his house. A life lesson we can all stand to learn. Yeah, don't. If there's crazy women and they have an opaque bag full of phones, however, definitely let Go them. For yeah, it. open your home. Open your home, open your arms. Your heart, your spleen, mm. your skull casing. Just open all of it. Yeah. 
so Sabina told them she was trying to find her sister. And she continued to be incredibly strange. She offered the men cigarettes and then she ripped them out of their mouths, claiming that they were poisoned. She had multiple cell phones with her and she repeatedly In checked the- defense, they are poisoned. But that was by the that's, manufacturer. That's true. That's, they're poisoned by design. You were, mm. you're, you were doing it right the first time. Yeah, people knew what they were getting into when they said, yes, I'd like a cigarette. Death. That's what they're getting into. Um, Bring me sweet release. <laughs> there are faster ways to do that. Mm, and that's that's as dark like as we're getting. Into traffic in front of a semi truck. No, no. <laughs> We've done genocide and murder. We're not doing suicide. We're not making the trifecta here. Um, go for the gold. Hat no, trick. this is not the Olympics of dark shit. <laughs> Next cannibalism. Oh dear God, we have an episode on that. We're gonna air that at some point. Um, necrophilia. Nope. Necrophilia yet. We should do that, you know. We're, this podcast is an elaborate experiment to answer the question, what does it take to be banned from iTunes? <laughs> we'll get there. Fight me, Apple. <laughs> God. So, Sabina was repeatedly checking the windows, but again, Holland's head took this to be a sign that she'd just gone a little kooky from abuse and that she was paranoid because she was running away from a partner. Mm. So, the next day, Holland's head woke up and started calling hospitals to look for Sabina's sister because, aww. He He's a nice guy, guy who does not deserve to be brutally murdered. Yeah, I, 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 number one thing he doesn't deserve. He maybe deserves some, some biscuits, some nice tea, and Crumpets. not to be brutally murdered. Which sucks for him, because yeah. at 7.40 p.m. No he went outside to- no, tea. no biscuits, but definitely lots of murder. Yeah. Just chest full of knives. So at 7.40 p.m. that night, he went outside to ask a neighbor for tea bags, because I think that's how British people communicate. Mm-hmm. Just, it, it's 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 a code. It means it means. Is it their currency? Like, yeah, like that. That's how it works. Like, they're, I think it's that's not how they exactly buy things. The barter system, but post decimalization, like they mostly they mostly pay each other in tea bags, that's tea great. bags and and sugar. So he went back into his house and came out one minute later, saying she stabbed me before collapsing to the ground. So you I mean he was astute up until the end? Yeah, clear um, communicator. Sabina had stabbed him five times with a kitchen knife and he died from his injuries. Rude. Rude. Not the dying, the stabbing. The stabbing is rude. Yeah. Sabina fled the house with a hammer, which she used to occasionally beat herself in the head. Oh, gosh. Which is not a sign that you're doing okay. I mean, I don't generally associate it with with sterling mental health. (laughs) It's, It's not in the DSM, but it's one of those things that, like, it should be. Yeah. It's one of those things that they didn't feel like they had to explicitly state. No, it's kind of, that's a freebie. That's the free space on the, are you mentally ill? Bingo card. Banging yourself in the head with a hammer. Absolutely. So a passersby noticed her railing her own head with a hammer and decided that he should probably take the hammer away from her. That is a sufficiently interesting sight. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's probably the, the correct response. So he tackled her to try to get the hammer out of her hand. But she took a fucking roof tile out of her back pocket and smashed him in the back of the head oh, with it, gosh. which left him stunned. Why did she yeah, have just, a roof tile? I don't know. History will never know. Just <laughs> roof tile. Um, if that's one version of roofied. <laughs> you made the joke. That was a good pun. That's a good that one. A good that's pun. good. You, you get a cookie. Yay! Eight weeks from now when I see you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so paramedics then spotted her and started chasing her. And she ran away from them for a while before jumping off of a 40-foot-high bridge onto a highway. What the fuck? Is she the Terminator? Uh, yeah, because she survived this. 
What? This time, though, she pretty much... Random British dude can't take five hits with a knife, and she's just like, yep, I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> Onto the highway. She was, you know, the consistency of applesauce Smarter, at this point. Faster, oh, yeah. Stronger. No, not better. Not stronger. She was pulp. <laughs> she was a <laughs> fleshy pulp. So she was taken to the hospital. Swedish pate. Oh, yeah. Sabina was arrested for murder while recovering in the hospital, and she stood trial after she was released. She ended up pleading guilty to manslaughter with diminished responsibility. Because, of course, she fucking did. Yeah. Because if you jump 40 <laughs> feet off an overpass onto a highway... You probably were not making the in the best decision-making process. Because a nice man tried to take your head hammer away from you. Yeah, you're not okay. <laughs> you're not doing so good. So the court argued that she was suffering from folie adieu, specifically folie imposé, which if you go back and listen to the original episode, was something that we covered. They believe that Ursula was actually the original source of the madness, and that although Sabina was actually believed to suffer from a very rare psychiatric disorder where she heard voices, but she could not distinguish what they said, Mm. um, which is not not the usual. They usually just whisper nightmares into your ears. Um, Kill the Beatles. um, It's not... Results not typical, but mm. sure. Um, so they actually believe that Ursula, though, it was exposure to Ursula that caused. They're out of milk. That is true. Thank you, helpful <laughs> hallucination. <laughs> Pick that up tomorrow. So Sabina was sentenced to five years in prison, some of which she served in pretrial custody. The family of her victim actually doesn't blame her for what happened because. They're all very nice people. They're so and because nice. Jesus Christ, she ran out into a fucking highway and then escaped. Yeah. Um, the family blames the justice system for yeah. releasing her the first time around when she clearly wasn't well. That's legitimate. <laughs> it's yeah, I can see their point. So the sisters have gone back to their normal lives and they're very reluctant to discuss the case. I I kind of feel that. Yeah, I can I can understand if I had stabbed a man to death and then jumped off an overpass, I might I might be a little embarrassed. I might feel a little sheepish. Mm, whoops. Um, okay. I'm yeah. I'm hesitant to admit what I did on any given weekend. So this mm. is and all the answer to what I did any given weekend is I got drunk in a mm. dorm room. You haven't stabbed <laughs> a single man that I know of. No, me neither. I mean, I there's been some unusual stains on some laundry that we quietly washed out, but I don't think any of them were murder. Mm. It's good. And like so, you'd expect a lot of blood if there was murder. That's true. Murder is a... It's a sodden activity. Yeah, it is, at best, a bit moist. <laughs> Gross. You are welcome. No. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, Sabina will only... When asked about the case, Sabina will only answer no comment, because... Fair. Fair. They've since returned to their normal lives, and they've faded into obscurity. Good for them. And that is, uh... Yeah. Haven't run in front of any more semis? No, I feel like that would make the news. Yeah. Probably. So this is this has been a second helping of fully adieu. Yep. You're welcome, internet. Mm. Try not to crazy spend too much time alone with your nearest and dearest. most eccentric sibling. Yeah, yeah don't do it. Yeah. They'll drive you insane and you'll murder a man and throw yourself onto a highway. Yeah. You know, jail. Don't hang out with me. That's your sister. Wink. Yeah. Again, you need to explain because your sister. I was say your sister's named after a slab of Riverstone, so you can't just use her name and expect people to know that that's a human. <laughs> My sister, a slab of Riverstone, should not hang out with me, or she'll go crazy and jump off an overpass. I mean, you're halfway there. <laughs> Admittedly, my sister's also odd. 
Awesome. Well, I'm going to go and start looking up the formal process for getting somebody declared mentally incompetent in the province of British Columbia. And... For reasons completely unrelated to this podcast. I may or may not eat food. That's a good plan. Mm. Well, this has been Foley Adieu, and we have been fat, French, and, and fabulous. fabulous. We're never going to time this thing off. <laughs> We're never going to time this sign off. My time is always correct. All right. We're fat, French, and fabulous, and so we're, we're going to go. So French. So fabulous. Poor Om. Tidings, peasants. We hope you've enjoyed another episode of Fat, French, and Fabulous. I know we enjoyed recording it. If you'd like to follow us, please subscribe, uh, rate, and review us so, so that other people can find the show. We are available on social media, on Facebook, and at Fat French Fab on Twitter. If you'd like to follow us individually, you can follow Janelle at Very Bad Llama and me at I Am Not Alone. We will be seeing you next week.